Chapter 19 Ilse, turn down the lamp, Rashma moaned as she squeezed her eyes shut. Through her eyelids, she could sense light gently pulsating, bright, dim, bright, dim. She grunted slightly in satisfaction when it became dark again, and she slowly slipped back to sleep. She heard a faint click and recognized it as a door clicking shut. Furrowing her brows, she rolled herself sluggishly in a sitting position to look at the front door. It wasn't shut all the way. Reshma looked to Ilse's pallet and it was vacant with her blankets in disarray. She shielded her sleepy eyes again with her hand as the pulsating light pierced them. It wasn't in the room, but coming from the window. She quickly got up and made her way to the window. She shook her head to move her hair from her eyes. The skies above showed swirls of lilac and pink as the sun was slowly opening his eyes, too. It was still early. No one had gone around and lit the lamps yet, so the streets were still dark. It made the pulsating light stand out even more as it illuminated houses and shops. For a few minutes, the source of the light wasn't visible, but the rays were still traceable. Once the source turned towards the water, Reshma could see what was making all that light. Confounded, Ilse, she barked. She scooped up a pair of boots, her cloak, and her dagger and ran out of the room, slamming the door behind her. She thundered down the stairs like a storm and flew out the inn's front door. Making a sharp turn out into the street, she looked towards the light's rays that reached past the rooftops surrounding it. She could finally see Ilse, who was walking only in her nightgown. Reshma scowled and ran at full speed to catch up with her. Her cloak spun behind her like sheets hanging up to dry as she twisted and turned to catch up with Ilse. She finally saw Ilse making her way to the beach. With her in sight, she pumped her legs harder into a sprint. She grunted under the effort until she got to the edge of town and jumped down into the sand. The sand made it hard for her to move, but she was gaining on Ilse. Ilse, she called. What do you think you're doing? Are you crazy? Ilse didn't respond to the question, but kept walking, her pace quickening. Her arm was outstretched in front of her body, as if tugging towards her destination. It was her hand, or something on her hand, that produced the light. She finally got close enough to Ilse where she could grab her by the waist and stop her. Ilse's head tilted back from the wind from the ocean and Reshma could see that her eyes were closed as though still in sleep, but her feet were kicking against Reshma and her hand-making light stretched to go further as though tugged by an invisible rope. At first, Reshma dismissed it on the account they were standing in sand, but she realized that her grip on Ilse was weaker than expected. She planted her boots into the sand, but she felt herself moving with Ilse as she began walking again. Ilse, stop! What are you doing? Reshma cried. She flinched once she felt tide water sloshing in her boots. Ilse was barefoot, but her face showed no recognition of what was going on. She waded steadily into the water until it soaked her nightgown up to her waist. The ice chanter shivered uncontrollably. Wake up, Ilse! You've got to wake up! Reshma yelled. Ilse couldn't walk anymore, but her legs kicked Reshma as she started to swim. Reshma tried to kick to keep up with Ilse, still trying to stop. This is probably the worst case of sleepwalking I've ever seen, Reshma said. She smacked Ilse's face to see if she would register, but she was still unresponsive. Ilse was suddenly jerked underwater and her body slipped under the waves. Reshma felt the tug too, and she was pulled under. She held her breath and tried to pull Ilse up towards air, but it was like being tied to an anchor. Reshma frantically kicked, but Ilse felt like lead. The light was still flashing on and off, and Reshma realized that it was Ilse's ring. She tried to reach them to pull them off and wake up Ilse before they were too deep. Reshma grunted under her breath, trying to pry the ring off her finger, but Ilse clenched tightly and jabbed Reshma in the jaw with her shoulder. The light broke through darkness like sun through a tree's ample leaves and became bright and unbearable. Just as Reshma was about to close her eyes as well, the light revealed a menacing creature and quickly died away. 
Her mind was filled with images of hungry eyes, and she stopped breathing. Reshma slowly opened her eyes and noticed brighter colors surrounding her. She could see streams of bubbles chasing each other to the surface and fishes swimming mindlessly around her head. She discovered she was lying on her back and tried to scramble to her feet, but felt her legs tied together. She pushed herself into a sitting position with her arms and looked down at her legs and shrieked. Her voice echoed and vibrated in a way that felt strange to Reshma and a hand automatically clutched her throat in panic. There was sound but no pain, no air. She looked at her hands, front and back, and touched her face in shock. Her skin was a light pink tint, pearly and shiny. Her feet had disappeared and instead she saw a large fin flapping against a rock impatiently. Reshma looked over to Ilse and she was sleeping comfortably in the sand, curled up like a kitten. Her blonde curls were spilled all over her face and swayed with the current. She also had a fin that sparkled a deep turquoise shade. Her skin was a bluish shade and it twinkled slightly. The light was gone, but the ring still remained. Ilse, wake up! Reshma said. She couldn't move herself well without legs, so she threw herself onto the sand and pulled herself with her arms towards Ilse and shoved her arm into Ilse's side in an attempt to roll her over and wake her. Ilse moaned and bubbles rose from her lips as she flopped over on her back. She turned herself back to her stomach by herself, the first few movements done on her own accord, and coughed slightly. Puffs of sand swirled in her face like smoke. I'm starving. Do you think they'll have some bread downstairs? Ilse mumbled. But crying out loud, Ilse, you're a mess, Reshma said, propping herself up by her elbows. We're nowhere near land. Reshma, you have this weird rash. Aren't you itchy? Ilse asked, prodding Reshma's cheek. That shirt you're wearing looks odd. Reshma looked at herself, and she had some sort of bright red cloth wrapped around her chest, something like she would wear at home. She shook Ilse's shoulder impatiently, and Ilse collapsed back into the sand. We're underwater, girl, Reshma cried. Your rings turned us into fish people. That's right, you do look like a mermaid now that you mention it, Ilse exclaimed, bubbles protruding from her mouth. Ilse was taken aback because she spoke with a clear voice under the water. She propped herself up with her arms and stared in childlike interest at her sparkling fin flapping slowly back and forth. She put her support on one arm and massaged her forehead. Wait, Ilse said, starting to stare at herself in horror. I'm awake, aren't I? Yes, you are, Reshma said, smacking her forehead in impatience. One minute you asleep in sweet dreams, and the next you asleep walking out into the water. I could have killed us both, Ilse whispered, looking at her rings and then her surroundings. I'm sorry, I didn't realize what was happening. Why did Ladala not tell me we could just turn into fish? We'll ask her the next time we have a quill and parchment, Reshma said, looking around. Okay, Ilse said, looking around, trying not to lose her cool. So we're mermaids. We're mermaids. We are literally underwater, not dead. And I have no idea how this just happened. I guess this is an easy way to meet the Sea King. Of course, it's not something I planned. Shh, Reshma cautioned. She fell back and dumped sand over herself. I hear something coming. She tried keeping her fin still and covered it heavily with sand and dug herself into the sand quickly to bury herself further and keep hiding her figure. Ilse did the same until they blended in with their surroundings. They waited patiently for what they expected to come. A large shadow darkened the scene above them and swam over the twin heaps of sand. They watched silently, noticing that the approaching creature looked a lot like them. The creature looked like a young woman with light brown hair that swayed around her face and back in large, knotty curls like tentacles. It complemented her pinkish-purple fin and skin. From where Ilse lay hidden, she thought to maybe ask her for help and figure out what they could do besides laying around in the sand. The young mermaid must know where the Sea King is. She shifted her body slightly and clouds of sand puffed up and coiled in the water. 
The mermaid turned and saw Ilse's fin swerve like a cat's tail. She reeled back and she screeched. The girls flinched at the high-pitched alarm. She swam over them and quickly disappeared from their view. Before they could react, they felt sharp shoves as sand flew everywhere. Once the sand subsided, Ilse could see that a few broad male figures that were bare-chested except for breastplates. They reached out and swept away the sand and lifted the girls from their hiding places. They were holding what looked like ancient harpoons. Whatever they did say to Ilse and Reshma, the girls couldn't understand. Ilse only complained and shrieked at the prodding. Hey! she screamed. Let us go! We're humans! We're friendly! The mermen in response bound their hands behind their backs and hoisted them over their broad shoulders. Ilse had no choice but to stop moving. She breathed heavily and gave Reshma a wary glance. You wanted to see the Sea King, Reshma said, breathing heavily. So we're going to meet the Sea King. The mermen swam on and the young mermaid who had discovered them darted back and forth as if frightened. Reshma scowled at her. The mermaid shuddered and darted off behind a large growth of coral. They entered a cave and there was darkness for a few minutes and a heartbeat. When they came out of the darkness, Ilse scrunched her eyes from the light pouring in. Rays of light cut through the water like long ribbons, causing everything in sight to glitter and sparkle. Ilse could only see behind the mermen carrying her, but she was still able to admire the kaleidoscope of colors. Fish were swimming in schools, and everything was in different colors and sizes. Ilse admired the sun's rays that lit the area. Everything glittered brightly in the rippling current. She met the stares of mermaids and mermen who were swimming past her. The two guards dragged the girls on through crowds of merfolk, which parted as they approached, some of them screeching and making high-pitched hissing noises. They halted at the foot of a lengthy coral patch, where a large merman sat. There were more mermen armed in the same fashion as their captors, harpoons at the ready. The merman sported a long turquoise beard and clenched a large staff in hand, with a majestic crown on his head decorated with sparkling stones and pearls. On his forehead was a picture of an open eye, and it seemed to be staring at Ilse from where the soldiers held her. He was joined by a dazzling mermaid with dark turquoise hair with pearls and diamonds dotting her hair. Dozens of mermaids swarmed her affectionately, adding more treasures to her hair, neck, and tail fins. The soldiers halted before the couple as more guards surrounded them and the mermaids fled and swarmed behind the couple. The area became quieter and quieter with the sight of Ilse and Reshma being carried. The Sea King waved his hand casually and the mermen pushed their captors off their shoulders and Ilse and Reshma couldn't do anything but fall into the sand. People around them giggled nervously at them. The girls flipped around like fish left to die on a dock. The mermen spoke again in their mer tongue and Ilse let her shoulders sag. She had barely sworn herself to help Ladala and it seemed like she was already failing. The Mermaid King furrowed his brows in thought, then raised his arm and called for someone. Swimming gracefully, a younger mermaid approached them, her light turquoise hair trailing behind her. She looked just as adorned and fancy as the mermaid sitting behind the merman. The merman, whom Ilse started to assume had to be the Sea King, began speaking and pointed at Ilse. The mermaid grinned, and to their astonishment began speaking. Having trouble swimming? 